God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, we ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would tell the follow grounds of our heart makes to make teaching, preaching easy and understandable and receptive for your people, oh God. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would do what needs to be done now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. This is Resurrection Sunday. Last Sunday, God was dealing with us about sometimes your victory is in your death and your resurrection. This Sunday, I'm going to deal with the resurrection. A lot of times what God is saying is he set the example because we don't really understand what God truly was doing in our lives. We don't have a time to understand why we're still sitting in the same place for year after year. And that's why there's no victory in our life. Sometimes in order for you to go forth in God, some things and you have to die, that other things can be resurrected and that you can go forth in God. And that's why we're coming into a place now that we're starting to realize that there's no victory in our lives. So therefore, God is sending a word for this season and this hour. It has nothing to do with resurrection. It has nothing to do with Palm Sunday. It has nothing to do with uh, Good Friday. It is what God is speaking now. In order for us to move forward, the things that we used to do prior is something different now that we have to do in our present state. And a lot of times we don't want to let friends and family and people go because they keep us in a place of stimulating our emotions instead of coming into a place that you hear in the voice of God and God is saying this has to die in order that this right here may rather be resurrected in your life or may come forth. A lot of times if God blesses the way that we feel that he should because a lot of times you don't understand that you are giving away, that you are blowing away, that the prodigal son is still inside of us. You need to understand something. The Bible is left for a record in our account. But a lot of times we want to go forth and just do like ain't nothing going on and God is going to bless everything we're going to do. Why did he allow uh, something that no man could control to take us over for the last year? God is speaking to the household of faith. God is not speaking to the world. You need to go to Revelations. You need to understand what Revelations is for. Something God gave me. Jesus has saved you and us from the worst place in the universe, hell or Hades. And half the church or more is going because wide is the gate, narrow is the pathway, and few find it. The Bible says the ones that know the way are going to be what with million stripes and the ones that don't know the way. Why did Jesus die for you? This is the topic. Why did Jesus die? You come here every year. But do you really know? Are you going to remember why Jesus died for you on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday? Oh, don't let a trial come. Don't let a situation come in our lives. Everything that we know about God is wiped out because our trials are overtaking us. Not just physically, but they are taking us over subconsciously. And God is trying to deal with your subconscious because if God get a hold of your subconscious, then your emotions and your body is going to line up to what he is saying. Because a lot of times God is dealing with us, but we'll shake it off. But now in this season, you will not be able to shake off anything. You better own up to what you're doing. You need to own up to what God is speaking and the change that God is, is causing us to bring forth in our lives. And that's why a lot of things have to die. Why would you think God let everybody sit in there in their houses for a whole year? We were so busy. But you notice now, that rat race don't feel the same like it used to. There's nothing that's going to happen in this world 
and the world after that God does not have control over. God is speaking. But are you in the right frequency? One of the songs that we talked about, talking about the simple gospel. I know it was the blood. I looked up the, the word resurrection. It says the act or fact of, it says resurrecting or being resurrected. In Christian belief, Christ raising from the dead. But I thought that number three, because this is Wikipedia, it says the rena, it says revitalization or revival of something. I looked at revitalization. It says the act of imbruing, I-M-B-U-R-B-U-I-N-G, imbruing something with new life or vitality. So, and I looked up imbrue. It says inspired with a new feeling of quality. So you got to understand something. In order to have true resurrection, you got to understand there is a revitalization that's taking place. There's a change. There's a, something that's happening in the spiritual realm. God is trying to bring revival because it's going to benefit us the quality and vitality of life. Vitality of life is the longevity of life. Because people walking around with, with a dead spirit and they acting like God don't know what he's doing and he has forsaken us. This is the hour for the greatest move of God. And you, you need to come into the place that you're going to live into his, live in his resurrection. That you're going to walk into the power of his resurrection. Philippians 3 and 10 talked about what? And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. And we have not come into that place that we truly understand what all of this is about. Because if you think that this has been something, there's something else that's coming in the earth. But you, God, is trying to prepare you before it happens. Because nothing that happens in this earth should get us down and depressed the way it is. Because we're so spoiled. Because we're so used to having what we want. God is changing some things. And what better way to test the people in this hour to see those that, that, that truly say that they love me. I can say I love God when I got everything in my life. But can I say I love God with a sense your heart and a pure heart when he's taking my toys and my tricks and my schemes away from me. Are you going to be a partaker of the resurrection? I have a few questions I want to ask you. It says, why are you still living in a defeated life? Why are you still wrestling with evil spirits? Why are you still letting others run our lives or your life? And dictate your future. Why are you more concerned about everything else? And our salvation is the last thing that's on our mind. Because one thing about it is, huh? You got to understand something. Your mortality is in the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross. So that means when your body goes ashes to ashes and dust to dust, your, your existence is going to be in the spiritual realm. So, but well, because our salvation is the last thing that we think about and understand, because in your mind you think that this fleshly body is going to live forever. He pulled off immortality and put on mortality for us. Because a dead spirit it's just walking dead. It has no purpose, no place. If you look at the subconsciousness of people now, their brain has left them. They're bumping to you 
Before I used to say, excuse me, now they're not even saying that because their brain is not even here and you sitting there mad at, at somebody that's feeding you in the restaurant or somebody's in the grocery store. You don't understand there's a spiritual demonic attack, but the people of God are protected because we're under the blood. You got to understand that stop taking everything personal, what people are saying and doing. You need to understand something. There's a spiritual move in God and we're missing it because we don't understand the resurrection of Jesus' power. In times like these, we need to call on a Savior, and that Savior is Jesus Christ. I was just looking at the news this morning or yesterday, and it was saying how something happened in Virginia Beach. Expect more of this. But you got to know spiritually that God is in control. And the best thing that you can do is not pray for the dead, but you need to pray for the living. Because they're the ones that stiff neck hearted and angry with the police and the world and the mayor. That they soul don't be lost. Because the person that died in Virginia Beach may be already resurrected with Jesus Christ, but yet it's the ones that don't know that's in the earth realm that's still miscombobulated. You need to understand this. John 10, 10 says, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullness. You need to understand what he's saying. Why are you letting the thief? He comes to kill and destroy. Why are you still living a defeated life? Why are you still wrestling with evil spirits? Why are you allowing others to run and dictate your future? Why are you still more concerned about what somebody say about you on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all of this stuff? Why are you so concerned what they're saying about you on your job? Why are you so concerned about all of these things? You got to understand the cares of this life. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cause you to be in a place that you're going to be a castaway because your thoughts are concerned and controlled by the forces of darkness that's in this world. And sitting on a psychiatrist's couch this season, it ain't even a season to do it. Because if God don't heal your subconscious and your mind, it will never be no deliverance. You need to understand something. They're crazy just like you, but you crazy. God said, for going to, and all you got to do is get my word. Do you understand the resurrection and the power of, his, of Jesus Christ? Why did Jesus Christ die on the cross for you? Because we don't have a hold of the salvation which was so easily bestowed upon us. How can I walk in resurrection which is revival, a newness of life, when I don't understand his suffering and his burial? I have come. This is not the lawyer. This is not the doctor. He said this is why I have come that you may have abundant life. Do you know who I is? Do you understand who Jehovah is? Adonai, El Shaddai, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Tishkenu. We're reading the Bible, but yet we don't have no revelation. And without no revelation, there is no understanding who Jesus Christ is. That's why the Bible said the letter killeth, but the spirit brings forth life. And people don't understand. If you don't have the power and anointing of Jesus Christ in this hour, there will be no revelation. There will be no understanding. You're always going to believe what NBC and ABC telling you, which is not the truth. you got to believe in the spirit, what the spirit is saying. And one of the major things that's going on in the church is because we don't have an understanding the voice of God you understand the voice of your pastor 
but you don't know the voice of God. And God is saying, if you have no partaken of my, my resurrection and my suffering, you have no partaken me. We don't want to suffer. We don't want to go through anything. And you need to understand that our concept of Jesus Christ is so to the left. Until God slows you down and deals with you, you will never see how off you are in God. But yet you're going to church, but yet you have no understanding. You continue to do insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Instead of you trying to change and go to God and say, God, show me me and accept what God is saying. And therefore, a change can come forth. Therefore, a revelation and a newness come. But yet you, you allow the enemy, because he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, to run you around to everybody you think is controlling you. Everybody that you think that is doing all of these things to you. But yet you would never understand God is trying to shit some things down. God is trying to take us into a new pathway. It's nowhere anywhere God can take you to a new pathway and you're still trying to hold on to the same thing. You got to understand something. You're working against the prick. Why is he saying, why are you kicking against the prick? And a lot of times we read these things in the Bible, but yet we don't understand. Huh? We don't understand what God is saying. God is saying, I'm trying to bring you into another place spiritually, but you keep kicking against me. He said, I have come that you may have life and more abundantly. We don't understand that. John 14 says, peace I leave with you. We don't understand why we're a peaceless generation. We don't understand that not only that we're not, we're not living the abundant life that Christ has given us, but yet we'll have no peace. Because peace is one of the things to me that roots and grounds you in the storm because there's the, when the faith comes in. That's when that faith becomes active, live, moving. And it's, in some, it's, and it's operating in a place that is simultaneously with God because you understand it because when them trials are hitting you, they're really hitting you. You're not faking that, but because you're not understanding the spirit and you're not in tune to the spirit because you allowed your flesh to take you out. You got to understand something. When the trials and tribulations of life come, you got to continue to stay more in the spirit. That's when you need to drop your plate right then and there and start fasting and praying because the trials are happening but because your mind is focused on the prayer and the fasting and that's why God is going to take you out and the trials of life will not continue to detour you and stop your future and you're not on Facebook and Instagram and somebody at your job or calling the pastor to give you a word from the Lord because the power of God is walking in you and that you've got your face to the ground you fasting and praying and that's why the power of God is telling you how to get out of the storm who to stay away from what to do and what not to do do you understand why Jesus Christ died for you there's a change there's a revelation that only people that's got the spirit of Christ will have an understanding you look at the church age over the time and they, they set a good foundation for us I came out of Methodist church it set a good foundation for me but then it comes to a place that I have to establish my own foundation. I have to establish my faith. I can't live off of my grandmother's faith. One of the first messages I preached back in St. Paul, Amy Church in Mobile, Alabama, I was talking about my grandma and what she did. But I can stand now and say, I understand the power of 
to have peace. I got a right to say no to my enemies. Because I understand the power and the suffering of Jesus Christ. It's not on the mountaintop you know Jesus. It's down in the valleys. It's in the hard places of my life. You need to understand what is going on. But we're allowing too many things to detour us from God. We're allowing too many things to set the precedence in our lives. And Jesus Christ has already set the precedence. We're about the foundations. A lot of times some of us are so worried about this and that. But you got to know that Jesus Christ has set the precedence. Why do you keep going back to Lodabar? Why do you keep going back to things that God has released you from? Has told you it's okay to walk away from? You need to understand that. You got to understand what Jesus Christ is saying. The Lord is my and I shall not want her. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He lead me beside the still water. He restores my soul. He leading me in the path of righteousness for his name say, yay do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Yay do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Yay do I walk through the valley of backstabbing. Yay do I walk through the valley of heartache and pain. Yay do I walk through the valley of being sick and despondent. Yay do I walk through the valley of my children hurt me. Yay do I walk through the valley of the pastor talking about me. Yay do I walk through the shadow of death but I will feel no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me do you understand my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. But we study trying to find peace in the world. You need to understand something, what is going to happen in the earth realm. There's going to be a whole lot of suicide. There's going to be a whole lot of backstabbing. There's going to be a whole lot of backslide. There's going to be some people that's going to abandon the faith. But those that know Jesus Christ, more than just from the pardon that they sin, but have a true relationship with him, are going to be able to stand in this hour. Do you know why Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins? You need to understand that. It says do not let your heart. I've been reading that. I thought it was just said heart. And I think some translations said heart. But this is the King James version. He said do not let your heart be troubled. He wasn't just talking to one. He was talking to all. You need to understand this and do not be afraid. Why do you tell me, hearing what he's telling you, why do you not understand what God is saying in this hour? He's already said, I've already overcome all the trouble you're going to face in this life. But he said, my peace. I ain't like nobody else. But we're looking for that. See, my piece is if me and Kia's already all right. But let me and Kia get out of friendship. Or she blocked me on Instagram because I say something against what she did. See, then my piece, and I go to cussing and fussing, and I pull up old dead things. Do you know why Jesus Christ died on the cross for you? You need to understand this. I looked at the word peace. Freedom from disturbance. Quiet tranquility. You need to see this. I'm only giving you what Wikipedia is saying. Go look it up. Freedom from disturbance. This is the hour I told you you're going to have to let some people go. 
One day my sister talked good. Next day she talked crazy to me, but it don't disturb my peace. I just know she going through whatever it is, and I'm not going to let the enemy get between us. That's the only flesh and blood I got. But it don't move my peace. I had to get to a place. Because the gospel still got to get, get preached. But so many people going to put the gospel down because peace is not in their home. Because guess what? How can it be in your home when it's not inside of you? It took me a while to understand that I had to get to my peace. I leave with you. And I didn't get it because my life was perfect. I got it because my life was torn. And I had allowed the enemy to come in and allow doors to come. That's why the demons were attacking me at night. They had my head and my heart. Because I didn't understand that my shield of peace, <laughs> them fiery dots had destroyed it. And I had to get to the place that I pray that that shield of peace can come. Every soldier that's in battle, the armor does get weak. But the, I, the thing about it is you got to know what is weak in order that you can go to God. The days are over and say, God, just bless me. Oh, God, just heal me. Oh, them general prayers, <laughs> okay. Because when you come into a place of maturity, and you come up into a place that you understand the word of God, things become differently. You see things differently. And you need to understand what is going on in your life. And a lot of times we don't understand what is going on in our life because we don't understand Jesus Christ because we're still sitting on an elementary level. We don't understand that there's an attack going on. We don't understand that there's a spiritual warfare going on. And it's really happening in your mind. Because if it takes over the mind, the whole body is going to fall. You need to understand what God is saying. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they mighty through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every, every argument every hot thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Why do you not think that you don't bring the enemy to your door? Because I have not cast down negative thoughts. I can think evil about you, 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 because it's consuming me because I'm living out what you've done to me. My peace. We read about the gifts of the spirit, but yet, do you manifest any? Are you manifesting any at all? Or what is it that you're only manifesting two or three? In this hour, you better manifest all of them. And if you have them, you need it more. There's many levels in God. Which level are you on? I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. But do, are you scared to go? Because, oh, he said this. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. In this hour, people run from the devil. And what happens, I've been in the military, what happens when your enemy knows you're afraid of them? They'll come over here and take over America. You need to understand something about spiritual warfare. You need to understand that Jesus is in spiritual warfare when he was walking on this earth. Anytime he gazed in anybody, he was in a warfare. 
There's a spiritual conversation that's happening as well as a physical conversation that's happening. You ever notice when I leave this person, I got headaches or I, I had all of these bad thoughts in my mind. I mean, lust, demons, cussing out, everything. God is saying that's what's in their house. That's what's in their spirit. But you just blow it off instead of going to God for a deeper revelation. We're talking about the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost power. We're talking about putting on the whole arm of God. Why are we not quenching the fiery dots? Why are we not tearing down things in high places? Because we don't have time. We're not focused. This is what God gave me about peace. Some people don't even walk in peace, in the peace of God. They don't know what it is. They don't walk in something because they don't understand what it is. Because they have never had it. They heard about it, but they never had the experience. And every situation that God is allowing us to go through in life is for us to have an experience that we come out with more knowledge. More understanding. And, 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 and the peace of God is really resting and rooting and abiding in you. And he's walking you through it. And he's talking with you. And you are getting a stronger relationship with him. You need to understand everything that is happening. Everything that's going on in your spiritual walk. This is a journey. I want to go. to John, the third chapter, starting at verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And many people in the church, I don't know nobody in the church would give they, 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 they only child for a dying world that persecuted them. See, when you break down the scriptures that have a revelation, you can separate him from your thoughts and your consciousness. You can separate him and understand the power of the word. But because you allowed the world to put him as a casual thing. That's why you can say Jesus and still jump and shout and, and push that. When I was growing up, every radio station from that time in the morning to 12 o'clock was nothing but gospel. But now, they play Puff Daddy, Kurt Franklin. Who else? Who else? The same beat and you just jumping because they are stimulating you that you have no separation between hot and cold. As the Bible says, what is clean and unclean. You need to understand what's going on subconsciously that's happening to you. 
You need to understand that you're in a deception in this world. This is Babylon. Babylon was a rich country. It was over there on the coast. They had everything. They're numbing you to the fact of Jesus Christ. And they, they, they are, they are telling you he's with other gods. There was many gods, but God used Moses to defeat them all. Because you don't study and understand all the gods that was in Egypt. God, everything that he did, all them plagues, he was defeating their God. He was letting us know that no other God, even when they tried to put him there with Dagon, hey, he said, well, hey, Dagon was a fish God, had a man's head and a fish body. He was flat there on the floor, face down. There was nothing else, even in a statue form, that could stay in the Ark of the Covenant, that could stand before the presence of God. And the power of God is going to get even strong in the earth because there's something that's coming. God don't get weaker. He gets stronger. And yet, in fact, he's already here. He never left earth. You need to understand this. If he's just sitting there in the heavens, how come the power is still here? Why people still send angels and visitations? I want you to think. Because when you stop thinking that he's up there, that you worship something, oh, he's right here. God said, when you, you, when you lay down at night, I'm laying down with you. When you go up there and you bend your knees and pray to me at night and in the morning and 12 days, he said, I'm right there. He's right there. When the doctors are gave up on you, he's right there. When your heart is broken, he's right there. The pastor is not right there with you. Sometimes your own children or husband won't be there. But he's right there. When you understand that the footsteps of a righteous man are courted by the Lord. If I'm doing what God is calling me to do in the earth, how can he forsaken me? Do you know why Jesus died for you? John 3, 16. His only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And I'm talking about believing to the place that you deny and forsaken all. Because half the people that's going to hell are going to say, I believe. But God said, depart from me, you workers wicked. I cast out this, I did this, I did this. Why? Because it was not an inward thing. I told you words are funny. Be careful because your mind has been educated in Babylon. Who came and taught you your first, third grade and all this stuff, high school? It was the word. My college degree is in the world, St. Leo's. Be careful of your worldly knowledge of Babylon. You need to understand this. Verse 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I didn't come to continue to tell you what you done done wrong. And make you feel bad. He never made the 
about themselves. But the Pharisees could not take the truth. There's a difference. Because they couldn't handle the truth, they rejected and continued to hold on to a lie. And we don't understand that we still have some pharisaical ways in us, some Sadducees ways in us, because they all had a different belief. You got to understand something. The zealot. You got to understand the Bible. You got to get and go down now to the third and fourth layer of understanding. That you would not be deceived like Eve that was in the garden. Some of them believed in angels, some of them believed in, in demons. Look at all the different denominations. And this hour, everybody's going to be preaching the same thing now, and that's Jesus. You watch and see the next five to ten years, it's like the old gospel is going to be preached. Because there's nothing else to be preached about. How can I preach to you about getting a new car and a new house? <laughs> and it's not really available. How can I tell you that you're going to get a new job? And there's not going to be no jobs. God is going to deal with Zion. He's going to deal with the fivefold ministry again. Because the gospel has not been about Jesus. It's been about their pocketbooks. And they pervade, perverse, pervading life. And we got their spirit. And we don't know that something else has taken over and captivated us. God is going to bring deliverance like never before. Why? We joined this church. My husband was so loving. All of a sudden, he acting like the pastor. He want to dress like the pastor. Y'all remember that? Oh, the first lady. What? My wife, what? She want to do everything like the first lady. That's a spirit. And this has happened in reality to people in the household of faith. A spirit cannot overtake you if you are praying and in God. You need to see this. Verse 18. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already. Your judgment is already there. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son. Now let's go to Matthew, the 8th chapter. 
the empty tomb. I looked up the word empty in Wikipedia, containing nothing, not filled or occupied. Some people are still looking for Jesus. And he's not there where they told him he was. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothes as white as snow. And the God shook for fear of him and beca became like dead men. I want you to hear this. It was a Roman soldier that was there. Because the Pharisees and the Sadducees requested it. That nobody would come, his disciples would not come and steal the body. Because they was afraid what was going to happen. Can't nobody stop the plan of God. Go back and read it. And this is the power of God. But the angel answered and said to the women, I want you to check this out. The women was not standing like dead men, only the Roman soldiers. That should tell you something about your enemies. Who's really got the greater power? Think about it. Did they say Mary Magdalene and other Mary was standing still and afraid? The Roman soldier was. There's revelations in the Bible. There's mysteries that have not even been tapped into. Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay. That was to let them see that everything that God had said had come to full fruition. And that gave us joy that resurrection is the proof and the seal of the Holy Ghost that Jesus Christ has fulfilled what he said that he was going to do. And I want to read you this. I got this off of the internet. The coming of Jesus Christ into the world was for the following reasons. Jesus came to provide a future revelation of God. The Old Testament was incomplete and the coming of Christ completed God's revelation. The Old Testament, Isaiah talked about Jesus Christ going to be that suffering lamb that was going to take abuse and scorn. 
the New Testament talked about the steps and the process in which his whole life was really about. Isaiah talked about the death. The New Testament not only fulfilled and verified from the beginning until the ending. And then John picked it up and says, guess what? This is what he's going to do. And John said, I'd rather stay here on Patmos and get my own revelation and be isolated because the world can't give me anything. That I may go further in Jesus Christ. You're going to have to leave some things behind in order to get a greater revelation. Jesus gave John the revelation of the end times. You need to understand. In order for God to move in the earthly realm, he had to come in a way that we can relate to it. He didn't have to come through Mary, but it had to be fulfilled that he was going to be born of a virgin. chose everyone that he encountered. And the power of God that was radiating to draw men that was fishermen to leave a husband, wife, children and follow man they met for one day. And we can't witness. There's no depth in God. He did something that no man could do. that you couldn't even, even subconsciously endure. People don't even have to lay hands on us and they grab us subconsciously, psychologically, and hold us captive. He defeated Satan. Took back the keys, what? Of your mind. Of your broken heart. in this earth to set us free to open up the door what keys do they open up the door to a clean slate in life he was the second Adam he fixed what was broken in the first Adam we got to do better we got to draw closer to the cross, to the one who died for our sins. Nobody should have control over you and your future but Jesus Christ because he's the only one in this earth that means best for you. No one is going to love you. No one is going to sacrifice for you. But isn't it interesting that we sacrifice for all? But they don't want to sacrifice for us. And then they'll tell you, your God is not really God. That Yeezy is. <laughs> Disconnect yourself from the things that don't mean you no good. 
Let this resurrection memorial be different than all the rest. Jesus also came to fulfill the promises to individuals. Can't you see this is personal? He came to fill the promise in your life, in your life, in your life, in your life. I want you to see this. I'm going to go to John 11, 25 and 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live. Even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die, but you believe this. Do you believe this? It's hard for people to understand why Jesus did what he did for us. It's hard because you, you and our subconscious, we keep looking for Jesus to be like a man. He said, I'm the man that I should not lie, nor the son of man that I should repent. If I say that, I'm going to make it good. Jesus has saved us from the worst place in the universe. And that's hell. Why did Jesus die for you? I pray that something's been said and done in Jesus' name. Amen. 